Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Whiskey Society at Seven Grand, we had Paul John in the house, incredible whiskey from India, and the West Coast brand ambassador, Karai Oshdemir, educating us on all things Paul John. Check it out. We tried the brilliance, the edited, the bold, the classic cast strength, and the cast strength peated. Paul John whiskey from India. What, you've never heard of Indian whiskey before? Get in here and check it out. Cheers to you. Oh, very nice. Ah, yes. Nothing like a good slow clap. That was a good one. Yeah, Sometimes it's one. like, you know, rum society, we have trouble sometimes. Yesterday know. it was hard, I couldn't do that over here. Yeah, some people couldn't even get their hands to touch. Yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> How are you enjoying Los Angeles? Well, it's fun, it's always fun. Like, that's why I come here every month. I'm looking for reasons. <laughs> I just booked 10 golf tournaments in South, just to come here. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome everyone to the Whiskey Society. Thanks for coming out tonight. We have some really wonderful whiskey for you to try tonight. I'm really excited about all this whiskey that's coming out of Southeast Asia. Um, you know, there's so many great new offerings on the yeah. market. And we have, but Corey, tell me your last name again. I'm sorry. Özdemir. It's not a, easy for any American out there. Koray Özdemir. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Say it slower. That was like you made it harder than it Öz, should be. Öz, Öz. Like German O, Öz. Öz. Demir. You Öz rolled Demir. the R at the end. Koray Özdemir. Did I say that right? Koray. Koray Perfection. That's, that's perfect. Oh, that's the hardest part of the day right there, right? No, jeez, that's, don't applaud ignorance, it's terrible. You might jeez. be better at saying it by the end of the day. Yes, yeah, yes. We'll, we'll try it. The don't forget, don't forget. The whiskey will heal all ills, right? Uh, Karai is the, are you the national brand ambassador? I'm the West Coast uh, brand ambassador. Actually, like we are doing more than brand ambassadoring, doing the sales strategies too, so they call us the regional managers. Okay. So West Coast regional manager for Paul John. We have another wonderful guy in East Coast, and I hope I can bring him next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Paul John whiskey from India, so perhaps you've never had a whiskey from India before, but. They've had whiskey in India for a long time. Tell us a little bit about the history of, of whiskey making in India, if you will. So they have a different culture, to be honest. They have really an interesting scene Cheers there. Cheers to that, because ours is so really screwed up. If, just to give you a better explanation, India has seven of the best ten, uh, ten best-selling whiskeys. Like they have the top seven, and like let's say, on the second uh, row there's Johnny Walker. The first one is called uh, a whiskey called Officer's Choice. Oh, yes. And they're like different whiskeys down there, but they're not actually whiskeys. They're rums. They're grain spirits, potato spirits, and rum spirits blended together, aged. And, you know, the, there are like loose regulations in Asia for whiskey. So you can call a rum spirit whiskey as long as it's made in India or Taiwan or Japan. That's their... Each country has their own laws, yeah. and so different but ways of doing things. In India, the weather is too warm and humidity is high, so people tend to drink like a little bit of whiskey, whiskey is like that spirit, plus water and ice. So they can consume a lot. And like when you put 1.2 billion people in it, they, in a year, annually they consume 1.5 billion liters. 
That's so, some serious consumption. Yeah, think about the US, it's just one third of that, 500 million. Wow, wow. And so this whiskey, how are you guys doing in India? So basically single malt is a new thing in India. Uh, there are just three brands coming up from India, and which are all awesome. Like uh, Paul, aside from Paul John, there's Amrut and Rampur. They are all doing great jobs. And the thing I like about them is they are so transparent about the single malt they're doing right now. We started the production in 2004, and we launched the brand in 2012, but not in India. We launched it in the UK. Right. And we came to States in 2016, then we launched in India. Single malt whiskey is a trend right now mm -hmm. in the world. And in India, it's a trend too. It's a rising trend. It's a little bit harder to consume in India because of the climate conditions. But yeah, it's coming up. And so tell us about the distillery. It's located in, in Goa? Yeah. Uh, so Goa is uh, on the southwest of India. It's a really nice vacation place. And uh, it's, it's a home for trans music festivals. Yes. So there are like two million, two million people visiting there every year. Goa has a wonderful climate for whiskey maturation since it's really humid and really hot. So we can get the whiskey ready in short as like four or five years. But you also lose a lot of whiskey. Well, that's... The angel share must be massive. That's kind of the bad part of that. But, you know, we spend time on our whiskeys. Like, four or five years, you can get a whiskey ready in India or uh, in Kavalan case in Taiwan. But we wait until six to eight years to make our whiskey. And all of the whiskeys you're going to try tonight are between six to eight years old. I've also heard that sometimes in really humid environments that water actually gets pushed into the whiskey. So the proof can actually go down. Yeah. In your, your storage warehouse. So that's going to be a little bit nerdy. So in Kentucky option, when you uh, have whiskey matured in Kentucky, there is like low humidity by high temperature. So mm -hmm. whiskey is like 1792 uh, has foolproof whiskeys, which are ending with higher proof than it entered in the bar uh, right. barrel. Right. But in India case, we don't have that because there's like 80% humidity outside of the barrel. So water tends to stay in rather than going out. And then we lose alcohol. So every year we lose around 8 to 10% of whiskey. And I can tell you that 80% of that is alcohol. So we end up with really low uh, ABV at the very end, after 6 to 8 years. Uh, that's why like, we have single ca uh, cast strength whiskeys here at 55.5 ABV, which just is 111 proof. Okay. And it's just 6 to 8 years old. You don't expect it to happen, but it happens because we lose a lot of alcohol. How high is the ABV that you're putting into the barrel? Well, that's normally, it changes batch by batch, but it's around 65 to 70. I'd also heard that you guys have an underground yes. system for storing your barrels. Is that right? Can you describe that for yes. us? Yes. So basically, we don't have any choice for, uh, if because we want to do everything in Goa. And Goa has this high humidity, high temperature. So we, if you want to play, we just have two options use different casks or use the same casks at different elevations. So we have an, a warehouse uh, underground, which we have like, I don't know the exact altitude, but we have a cooler uh, climate over there. We have another warehouse over the uh, level, over the sea level. So we have two different levels that we can play with the casks and the whiskey in it, so we can blend freely. So that's one of the things. And the thing, Paul John, who is the owner, came out with uh, this whiskey like in 2004 was to create 100% Indian single malt. We definitely wanted something that to be truly Indian. We didn't want to import anything, any ingredients, so that we source everything from India. Barley, water, yeast, 
copper pot stills are handmade in India, we age in India, bottle in India and send to the world. It's not like you import whiskey from Scotland or Canada and call it Indian. Yep. We don't want to do this and neither the other brands. But you probably could, couldn't you, in we under could. Indian whiskey laws? You could <laughs> buy whiskey, bottle it and call it Indian whiskey. Yeah, we could, but what's the point? <laughs> Make money? I wouldn't have this job. I definitely wouldn't have this job either. Well, right on. So tell us, what is this first mark that Stephanie just passed around? So everybody has the whiskey. It's called the Brilliance. So that's so the first whiskey to be Very launched. modestly titled the Brilliance, <laughs> right? So the first whiskey launched by Paul John in UK was actually a single cask. Interestingly, because single casks are generally coming off the. Then we launched the flagship Brilliance, and Brilliance is our unpeated which I call simple, stupid Indian single malt whiskey because it gives you every aspect of Indian single malt. You get the honey, you get tropical uh, fruits, and you get the spices. That's like the three things I am looking for at, uh, in an Indian single malt whiskey, and Brilliance gives it all. Well, right on. And what is the, uh, the proof on this one here? Uh, first three whiskeys are going to be at 92. Okay. 46 ABV. And then we will have the cast friends. And what are the casks that you're using to finish these uh, whiskeys in? This all of the whiskeys you're trying tonight are all ex-bourbon casks. No sherry casks? No sherry casks at all. Like yeah. Okay, interesting. And they're first fill. All right, so let's get in here. Stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What are you reminded of as you smell this Paul John Brilliance from India? I feel like a baked apple. Nice. Nice. Um, I get the, the sweet end is really sweet. It comes across more as maple. It's got this really nice cedar box spice to it. So what is the number one selling spirit in India, though? Is, does rum outsell whiskey in India? It's officer's choice. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, it's the Indian blended whiskey, which has malted uh, like grain whiskey, potato sprit and uh, molasses sprit in it. And who's making the malt whiskey that goes into the officers? Is that stuff that's Amri? Uh, there are a lot of companies making that. Okay. We also have another brand called Original Choice, which is number five or six in the list. Uh, that's what we are making. Like we, the parent brand, uh, John, John Distilleries, has like 13 facilities in India. Oh, wow. Which is working on malting, uh, maturation, and making other spirits. So yeah, tap that over your tongue. How does that experience change? Sometimes your nose will tell you something and your tongue will tell you something different. So what are you guys getting on the tongue as you tap this? I'm getting a lot of peanuts. Peanuts? I would get peanuts Okay. Well, the thing I can tell you with some, uh, about our whiskey is the barley. We use six-row barley that's sourced from Himalayans. And that's really different with the uh, traditional scotch production because in Scotland they use two row barley instead of six row barley. Six row barley will give you a higher body so it will be a little bit more achievable. Uh, you will feel a bigger body and more tropical fruits. So this guy is close to six years old and you'll feel a lot like a big body than you were ever expecting from a uh, scotch or any other whiskies, any other single malts. Beautiful. Yeah, I like this one a lot. What do you guys think of this? The brilliance. It reminds me of nougat, you know, like, uh, I don't know how to describe if you don't know what nougat is. It's, 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 it's very, very sweet, but also malty at the same time. Tamarind? Beautiful. So I generally offer this to whiskey lovers who are 
just starting to understand the Indian or Asian category. It's a little bit different on the side. Like it's closer to Japan style mm -hmm. because of the fruity aromas and the uh, texture. But at the same time, it's a really nice gateway whiskey to Indian whiskey. So speaking of, of the Japanese style, um, I know that some of the Suntory, what they, when they're making their beer, they use really clear beer. They don't stir their mash during the fermentation. They let all the solids just settle to the bottom. So the, the beer that they put into the still is, is really, really clear and clean, which makes for a much lighter style, much more delicate yeah, style. Are. Is this similar in India or what? Do you know what the fermentation's like? At the, they are at trying the to do uh, lager fermentation. So they're taking their time over it. I know that very well. In our side, I'm not exactly that uh, knowledgeable of the whole process, but we are trying to stick up with the scotch production. Mm -hmm. And we are trying to use our own yeast that we use for our other spirits because we try to be 100% holy, like Indian. Uh, but there's no to my knowledge that we don't expect any clear beer. Okay. Uh, Do you know how long the fermentation is? Uh, as far as I'm informed, it's around 48 to 64. Okay, yeah. 48 to 64 hours. Yeah. And uh, are you guys using a proprietary yeast strain or are you using a yeast that like is kind of just distiller's yeast? Uh, no, we are, we are sourcing both, but we are trying to use our own yeast for the whiskey. I don't know that much, but I don't think that we can find a good yeast in Goa because of the temperature. Well, what yeah. is the second mark that Stephanie so, just passed around here? Okay, second one is called the Edited. And Edited is quite different whiskey because we add some peat. And there is no usable peat that we are informed of in India, so we have to source that. Well, there's got to be peat somewhere. You just have to there, find there it. There is peat. We are looking for that. Yeah. But <laughs> check up in the Himalayas. Yeah. There's some peat in there somewhere. I'm so sure. basically, what you're trying is a lightly peated whiskey, peated with uh, Highland peat, namely Aberdeen. Okay. And what we try to create here is a really nice, like elegant balance between uh, tropical fruits, honey, spices, and sweet smoke. So it will. For the whiskey lovers, for Highland peat lovers like Balvenie for 14 peat week, it will feel a little bit like that. So you'll feel a really nice mellow smoke. And then at the very back, it has a really long finish. Actually, like the peat amount is 5 to 10 ppm, parts per million, but you don't feel it like that. So very, very slight. Yeah, peat. slight peat. And from the northeastern coast of Scotland, Scotland. so kind of a maritime peat, not an a little peat. bit. Little okay. bit. We are importing the peat. Yeah, we are importing the peat. And meanwhile, the peat is this one. <laughs> oh, cool. I got a peat from the distillery for you. It's the same six row barley. We are just peating it in You our guys peat it on facility? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. That's great. I don't want to fire here, but you want to take, like, smell that? So Karai just lit up some peat, and you can smell that. So that's the actual peat used for this whiskey. So again, different peat comes from different places and it can have very different character. You can have very briny kind of seaweed elements in the smell of the peat. And then other places it, it smells more like a forest. So check it out and tell me what you guys are smelling in that peat. Because that's the, that's the exact kind that's of peat That's the exact peat that we use. So Aberdeen peat. What do you guys think? What does it smell like? Yeah. Pine, okay. So basically, the peat has a different style. So peat 
occurs in 15,000 years. And 15,000 years, you have a lot of groundwater coming up, a lot of earthquakes, landslides, whatever. So region to region, it changed a lot. In Aberdeen, that's a quite an inland whiskey other than the coastal line like Isla. So you have a lot of vegetation. However, in Isla Pete, you have a lot of underground water coming up. And so you have salt, you have the fun uh, oops, you have the salt, you have the brininess, you have the sea impact a lot in the peat. So that's quite the difference between uh, our whiskeys, which we'll test next one. So stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth, and share your experience, guys. What do you what are you reminded of as you smell this edited Paul John from India? Anybody? Barbecue? Yeah, it's definitely more of a hard wood. So like that hard wood, mm -hmm. and then also like subtle sweetness reminds me of toasting marshmallows. Mm-hmm. There's also a vegetal aspect to it. I'm getting like a grilled bell pepper in yes, here. There, um, and that pininess comes through for me as well. It's very something very verdant and green. Especially with the peated whiskeys of ours, you will have some pepper, especially white peppers. And in the last whiskey, you will feel a lot of different nuances. We're coming up to that. But yeah, edited is it's my favorite whiskey for penicillins right now. Oh, okay. Because Excellent. You, you don't need two different whiskeys. You, you can just add one and do that. And, and why is it called the edited? Uh, I'm not really capable of telling you that, but in my opinion, it's just what I tell. We just edit our brilliance with Pete. That, that's the thing I came up with. I have, I have no idea if it's real or not. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll roll with that. That's good. But I, 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 know the, I know the next one. I can tell you that. Ooh, I like this one. It's got a really chocolatey finish, actually. It's really chocolatey. Yes, sir. So if you ever go to an Indian restaurant, which hopefully have Paul John, uh, try edit it with mango chutney. Ooh, it's an amazing pair. Yeah, when you say the cocoa thing, it reminds me of we make this drink in Nicaragua called cacao, but we have to uh, roast uh, the cacao seeds first to get that peel off of them. Uh -huh. and the smell of that peel is what, what that's what it, this tastes like. To me. Oh, interesting. That's really cool. Have you ever ever had tahate, which is kind of a corn mix with cacao in it? I mean, corn drink. No. It's almost like a a porridge. Okay, okay. Beautiful. I really like this edited a lot. So let's put it in this way. What whiskey does this remind to you, like other Scotch whiskeys you had? Fire and Cane. Fire and Cane. Speyside peat is closer to Highland peat from Aberdeen. And especially I know the Balvini peat really well. So what, yeah. The, ba the Balvini peat is exactly so similar to the peat that we, uh, we are using in this whiskey. Well, I was in the distillery at Glenfiddy. Uh, for their Peter whiskeys, they are generally doing it in Balvini and Kinumi. But, you know, three of them are just neighbors. Yeah. I, it reminds me a little bit of the Lagavulin, but a little more floral. Or, or maybe the Kalaila, but more floral. Kalaila is a better fit, I guess. Uh, but I have something close to Lagavulin soon. <laughs> beautiful, really beautiful whiskey. Yeah. So if I was going to buy a bottle of this from my home bar, do you know how much this is running at my local liquor store? 65, 68, wow, close to that. So the first bottle should be around 55 to 60, and edited should be around 68. Los Angeles might be a little bit cheaper. And this is area. This is uh, no age statement, but do you have a sense of like what? what's the kind of youngest... Everything is at least six years old. Uh -huh. So if he had to put something on it, it would be six. Uh, the first three are close to six. The last two Thank are you. close to seven. So, 
that's the different thing. Uh, I understand the distillery, not to put any age statement on it because it makes sense. Like, because most of the people, not in this room, but most of the people outside are looking for age statements on whiskey, which is going to be something really irrelevant in 10 years because everybody is going on uh, non-age statement whiskeys right now. And I am also a lover of like age, some of the age statements. And unfortunately, all my favorite age statements, uh, Japanese whiskeys have gone away already. Yes. <laughs> like, so age statement, non-age statement is going to be a thing, but no Asian whiskeys will give you more than like with Asian, I mean Indian, Taiwanese, and uh, similar countries, they're not gonna give you anything more than 10 year old because I tried our nine, 10 years old, really overworked. Really? Yeah, so because the climate doesn't allow you to have that. We can do blends, which we are already doing, and but yeah, over 10 years old, there's nothing that should be really elegant and refined, but they'll be mostly overworked take into the consideration of Cavalon, like Vigno Barrique, because for some people they're really overworked, I love it, uh, or some really sherried expressions. So when the years pass by, the influence of the uh, barrel comes up really good and really strong. So it's quite hard to put a year on it. So Stephanie just came around with our third mark. What is this one here? So this is called Bolt. Uh, edited was, 5 to 10 ppm, lightly peated with uh, Highland peat. This is 30, 35 ppm, heavily peated with Isla peat. So this is a different peat. This is uh, gonna give you really different texture, plus it will start really smooth and honey-like, but just before you swallow, you will feel a punch at the very back of your throat. It's gonna be coppery, it's gonna be sulfury. It's gonna give you that phenols and some brininess. And this is the same, but just with a different kind yeah. of peat. So the bold from Paul John, what are you guys getting? What does it smell like? What are you reminded of? It's tarry. Mm -hmm. You are definitely gonna get a lot of salt with this. Okay. Like minerality is really that's high. Yeah. yeah, that's the coastal influence that I was telling you coming from the ground, underground waters and the sea impact like coming with the wind like over 15,000 years, it's gonna happen. I'm still getting some fruitiness in here too though. In the middle of my nose, I'm getting kind of like a cherry syrup. It yeah. missed all that smoke and rubbery or tarry rope yeah yeah like cough syrup like a cherry cough syrup and then tarry rope yeah yeah so basically cod wow i have this flavor wheel that i made for you some stuff that i could get but that's beautiful try to smell the white one like almost whitish is that pepper that's honey powder honey powder and the most significant uh <laughs> smell we have is Honey, manuka honey. So it's this like can you more similar it? thing. You can eat it, by the way, it's beautiful. And there are some other things if you have any questions, but those are the things that you have smelled until now or you're gonna smell. Is it is it granulated honey then? It's is granulated honey interesting. honeycomb. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, check out the little flavor wheel there. What else is on this wheel? So you have the cocoa nibs, you have orange zest, nutmeg, saffron, cinnamon chips, and coffee. Beautiful. But uh, the reason we call this bold is actually that bold feeling at the finish. That's the that's reason. But it's also, you know, on the interior for me, there's still caramel and floral notes. It's not completely taken over by the peat. The fruit and the honey is gonna be there all the time. They're the signature flavors, they're not gonna be lost. It's beautiful. Right on. All right.
Now we are passing to the cast strength. It will be a little bit interesting. So this is an older brother of the first whiskey you tried tonight, Brilliance. And it's close to seven years old. Uh, thank you. It's really interesting at 55.2 ABV. This is a classic. So we call this cast strength range as leg casks. We have classic and repeated. So do you know how many barrels are going into your bottling batches? Uh, it changed year by year because we try to catch uh, the taste. Mm -hmm. So Michael, this is our master distiller. He's trying to get the optimal taste every year. So the, I can give you a number because it changed a lot, especially with the upcoming years. So we get older, the bottles are changing. Like three years ago, the bottle was not the same. And you said ABB is quite the same. Yeah. Interesting. That's one of the things. <laughs> and you guys sound like you're a pretty big company if you've got like 13 different facilities that you're, you're making spirits at. So what kind of stills do you have to make this whiskey? Are you using a column still attached to a pot still or is it just pot stills or so is it just columns? For stills? Paul John, we don't have any column still. It's handmade copper pot stills. Oh, wow. And we, really right cool. now we have two wash stills and two spirit stills. The unique thing about our pot stills is we increase the reflux not by adding a bulb, but we just uh, increase the angle. Yeah, on the line arm. Uh, so the wash still is at 110. The spirit still is at 91 or 92. So whatever spirit is distilled and condensated at the line arm falls back and redistilled. So I can honestly tell you that it's more than double distillation. That's why we have a really smooth and uh, easy whiskey, and you don't feel the burn a lot except the first whiskey. And how big are those pot stills that are used? Uh, we have one at 12,000 liters, the wash stills. The spirit stills are 9,000, but we are almost using half of the capacity. So we are not using all of it. And we are trying to get the e smallest cut as we can. Of course, there are finances involved and product involved. Uh, but I can assure you that we are using 5,000 of the 9,000 liters at the space still. And what's your year, yearly output? At this point in your releases, uh, how much whiskey is Paul John making every year? Uh, I can tell you the US numbers. Okay. Uh, because Europe, we do more. We can generate the numbers. For US, we are generally having like, the goal is around 10,000 cases. So it's like 60,000 bottles. And for Europe, it's generally triple the number. So oh, wow. that's how small. We are. <laughs> but you're trying to gain ground here in America. That's why we're we, here at this moment, right? Yeah, but you know, we are not trying to be everywhere. We are not trying to be every corner liquor store. We are trying to be at the place you would like to see us. So yeah, I'm in, the seven, I'm in all seven grants because we love the place and because you are getting us to the customers that we want to uh, have. Same like retail stores, like we are not in every corner liquor store, but we are at like Good places like Mission Liquor, KNL, and sorry, High Times. High Times. And yeah, but that being said, most of the time, anytime you walk into a mom and pop liquor store, if you ask them to buy a bottle for you, most of the time they will. So don't be afraid if you don't see it on the shelf, just to ask the owner to go ahead and order one up because they have nothing to lose if they don't sell to you, they'll sell to somebody and else. And yeah, I'm just one man in the West Coast, so if you can help me out. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think of this? Classic cast strength Paul John Indian whiskey coming in at 111 proof. 111 proof, uh, seven year old almost. 
Wow, this is totally different than the other expressions. What are you guys getting as you smell this one here? Something really perfumey going on here, um, like a uh, like a buttery licorice. I'm, I'm getting kind of a pink blossom somehow too. Like so, with this whiskey, uh, the dominant flavors you will have on my side would be barley, which is like which will smell like a bourbon mash. Then you will have manuka honey, tropical fruits like mango and papaya. In the palate, you will have a spice explosion with the cloves and baking spices. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of cinnamon in this. Mm. I have a lot of friends calling this peanut butter. So yeah. what's the mash bill on this, if I can? Hundred percent single malt. Hundred percent single malt. Yeah. There's literally no. No, nothing good. No. It's interesting. It reminds me of like a, a peanut brittle with so cinnamon. So now I'm going to change the game. Please. Please drop two uh, drops of water in it. And yeah, I always advise this for bourbon and rye lovers. <laughs> yeah, it's fruity for sure. Big, big fruitiness. Yes. It's, it's kind of like a, yeah, it does remind me of wild turkey for sure. It's got that same kind of coconut DNA. Coconut and oak. So there's a lemon, there's a coconut oak, and that will definitely get you to wild turkey anyway. But after the water, there's some floral notes coming up. Mm -hmm. So where do you get your barrels from? Now are these, is the cast rings on page in the scene say barrels as the non cast rings? We have different barrels, and Michael D'Souza, our head distiller, travels the world every year and selects them, buy them, comes back. So first fill, bourbon cast, it is retaining a lot of bourbon character, for sure. And the, pro, uh, the thing with the bourbon barrels after seven years is, after fourth year, we get a lot from the cask because of the temperature and breathing. And since it's the first build barrel, at seven years, we get a lot of influence. You sure you can pour bourbon in this bottle? <laughs> <laughs> tell us I drank everything last night and <laughs> put wild turkey in it. Yeah, because I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Perfect, I, I like it, by the way. I did taste them on some Russell's Reserve last yeah. night, some of our seven grand single barrels. Good news about this one. Uh, last month at the World Whiskies Awards, this got the best Indian single malt award. And edited the number two, got the second best Indian whiskey award. Wow, yeah. well, congratulations, yeah. Christ. We crazy. have three whiskey in top five. The third whiskey we are not having in states, like, we are out of stock. Oh, <laughs> well, when it I'm surprised you don't have come, it. By come and launch it when you, get yeah. where you guys start to bring it in. Right on. How do you guys like this cast strength? Paul John, right? Very interesting, very different. Uh, for cigar lovers, this is my <laughs> favorite Paul John to pair it with cigars, especially mild Nicaraguans or a little bit lighter Cubans. Yeah, why not? That's what I <laughs> you definitely have the tannic uh, character on this, but at the same time, we are trying to achieve a really nice mouthfeel, so big texture, achievable amount of liquid in your mouth, so you can spend your time on it. We are not trying to create anything really, let's say, thin. Now, if I was going to travel to Goa, do you guys have public tours at the distillery? Oh, good news. We just opened our visitor center, and that's a really, it's, it's a beautiful southern, uh, Goa was an ex-Portuguese colony, so they have the southern culture a lot, and they really imported a really nice place over there. It's not looking like a distillery, like, it's not looking like Isla, or it's not looking like Scotland, but it's really unique. And they just opened it five months ago, and I'm always getting a positive uh, vibe from there. 
I will let you know as soon as I go there next month. So you're going to go do an EDM festival and then uh, do a little distillery tour? And EDM, if you mean company EDM, yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to meet all brand ambassadors, everyone doing this business. Because there's a really big team in India which is behind this uh, whiskeys. And they are working really hard for us to get internationally involved in everything, especially the IT team. Like they're putting their best work. Like whenever I put an event, they just come five five minutes later putting that event online. Uh, that's perfect. And yeah, we will be in India. I will try to select the new single casks for here that we are going to release in the states. And good luck to me because it's going to be really feel hard. Feel free to send us the samples first. <laughs> I might bring some with me. <laughs> My goodness. What's the uh, PPM on the team? So 30, 35. Okay. It changed again a lot. Uh, with the batches, but this is between 30-35. I want to hear from you because I just have one phrase for this whiskey then I'll, that I will tell later. Please try it. Yeah, you guys, let's, let's help him out a little bit. So stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What are you reminded of as you smell this Paul John peated cast strength whiskey from India? It's pretty delicious. <laughs> I was thinking food words, Bitto. Oh, yeah. What are you guys getting as you tap this over your tongue? Share your experience, please. It, it's a tricky question. Go for it. So I'm, I typically don't like the like super peated stuff because of the smokiness, but this one I like more than any of the others, so why why? <laughs> <laughs> because you are an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Explain your own taste, sir. I have a guess. I have a guess. Yeah. I have a guess. You don't get a lot of smoke like Lafroy in the nose. And you feel a lot of like creamy texture in the palate with the peat. So the reason for that is the barley. Uh, six row barley tends to keep the peat smoke until uh, the palate. It doesn't release it in the nose. That might be the reason. So correct. is this six row barley then from Mylan Aberdeen too? No, barley is all from India. All the ingredients are from India. We import the peat uh, from sorry, Scotland. Just the peat, yeah. Just the peat yeah. and the barrels from the States. And you still using the same barley. Yeah. And we also use some um, Oloroso sherry for our sherry cast for our uh, limited editions. And I think we're going to do Madeira soon. Wow. So beautiful stuff. And I'm really intrigued. There's a, a wonderful complexity to all of these whiskeys. And it, it, I love Indian food with all its complexity and, and such a variance of spice. And so th this would complement Indian food really well, I imagine. So for this one, I generally use uh, desserts. OK. Uh, but for classic, uh, you, I get like Malai kofta. I don't even know what that is. What is that? It's like a chicken kofta made with like really dense sauce, like maybe like a fondue. Oh, wow. So that's like a really big uh, flavor coming from the food. But to be easier, I also prefer classic, the fourth one, uh, with short ribs, right. like greasy food. <laughs> and then, like, really nice pairing is the edited and the uh, mango chutney. Right. That's a wonderful one. For brilliance, I couldn't find a good pairing, to be honest. Uh, just, just have it with a beer. Yeah, just have it with a beer or <laughs> highballs. Do you have any new expressions coming out this year? Oh, yeah. So we definitely have Kanya, which is in your booklets in front of you. Uh, it's a seven-year-old bourbon maturated whiskey. It's the smoothest Indian whiskey you can find because we have a really, really low cut from the distillate. 
So that's going to be, that's a really limited edition. We had 1,300 bottles last year. We will have a little bit more than that this year, and it's going to be released hopefully in April or May. And then we will, I'm trying to bring a new expression, which is called the Christmas edition. Uh, it was released last year in UK, but we couldn't get into the country because of TTV rules last year. And we were lazy, we couldn't just work on it. Uh, but this year we're going to have a different one. So it is a combination of peated and unpeated whiskies, aged seven years in bourbon cask and a year and a half in Oloroso. So that's like the oldest whiskey we have in the market right now. Then we have a sherry cask maturated whiskey, three years in bourbon, four years in Oloroso, was last year's one. This year we might have PX2 in it. SMWS, Cadenhead have barrels from us. There will be single casks coming soon. Released by you, so they'll say Paul John single casks? So the release by us are generally made in uh, Europe right now, Denmark, Germany, and Holland. Uh, I don't expect to have Paul John original single cask bottling this year because I'm trying, like we are trying to settle in the country, so we don't want to urge. But there might be single cask coming by US retailers. Wow, wonderful stuff. Well, please come launch it here at the Whiskey Society. We're very excited about these wonderful whiskeys coming out of Asia and India. That'd be wonderful to have you back again. Guys, let's give it up to Karai for coming out. Vino, what are you doing over there? My God. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember. <laughs>